0: You're listening to the KNGI Network.
1: dulcet tones, I'll give them to you. Welcome! This is Viper's VGM show, a brand new show, right here on the KNGI network. What you just heard to kick off the show was a track from, what else would I start with, given the opportunity, a track from... Tre- eh. Nope, can't speak already! It's it's tradition. in Chapter 1, that was Lancer's theme, then after that we had from Bowser's Fury, Scamper Shores, straight into a track which everyone loved from Zelda 2 The Adventures of Link, or is it just the adventure? It is the adventure of Link. See, I'm not an expert at this sort of stuff. That's what the show's all about. That was Temple BGM, and then the final track there also got a lot of love. See, I've never known how to pronounce it. Is it VVV, VVV, or just V? I hear conflicting opinions on it, but that was Positive Force. That's the theme of the final stage from that game. And, well, here we are. Welcome one and all to my brand new journey, which, as I have mentioned, we are dubbing Vipers VGM VGMshire. So I'll get into the do's and don'ts. I don't know why they're do's and don'ts, but I'll get into everything you need to know in a moment's time. But before that, let's go ahead and say hello to everyone down in the Discord server. Which, by the way, if you're not already in, you're just here, you know, because you're, say, for example... Uh, Well, one of of the Radio Sega Outcasts, you've decided, you know what, you're going to go to the dark side and you're going to listen to Hit Me Here as well, or you've caught me from my social media feed or anything like that. You're not normally a listener of the KNGI network, which... I really hope this show changes that. You you need to get subscribed, people. Uh, you can go ahead and join us at kngi.org forward slash discord. And the usual listening, listening link, if you want to hand it over to your friends, is kngi.org forward slash listen. And you can come and join crazy fun with the people such as Resident SD, Carl JCRB, the boss man himself. We've got Mashakosa, we've got Pocket Aluri. we've got Jamie64326, Purvis, and. I'm sure some others are lurking around who I may have missed. If I have, hello to you. If you're listening on the podcast version, then hello to you as well. And anyone else who might be lurking around. There are other ways to get in touch, such as my own Twitter. That's at thegreenviper8. You can use the show's hashtag, which is hashtag VipersVGMsher. Or you can at us on Twitter and be sure to follow for updates about the show as well. That's at VipersVGMsher on there as well, if you're not already caught up. So, how's everyone doing tonight? I hope you're having a fantastic one, and thank you for dropping by and giving me the support as I enter a new chapter of my radio career Yeah, you're on the KNGI network and hearing someone who isn't American. I'm sure this is quite a shock to, <laughs> to plenty of you, but you know, new sounds here on a Wednesday night, that's the goal of this show. It, it's not, it, it's just a nice added bonus, you know, it's a vocal variety here on the network, but those of you who don't know me, you've not followed me here. I am Green Viper a. I happen to be the administrator and a show host on this website we call RadioSega.net, which is nowadays it's mine, but previously it's been a whole lot of other people's as well. I host a show every week or. Uh, uh, On Radio Sega, (laughs) how can you tell I'm nervous? I host a show every week on Radio Sega called Pick and Mix. That's Fridays at 7pm UK time and whatever that converts to in your time zone currently. Uh, It's all about Sega and the weird side of both our station and the company as a whole. So. I try to look at perhaps games which games and music which otherwise wouldn't be featured anywhere there or just in people's consciousness in general, uh, while also trying to mix things up, you know, making things a bit more random and celebrating the history of the station as well. It's something I love doing over there, but I've also wanted to branch out for a very long time, and that's not to say, which I think some people fit. that's not to abandon everything I've done there, but it's just to try something new, because variety is the spice of life, you know, that's... What I've been considering for a while, and this isn't really the beginning of our story, but an episode of Pick and Mix I really enjoyed, which you can go ahead and grab on most podcasting services, is a very obvious one with the power of hindsight, so I'm going over to the website myself, over to the media section. I'm going to find exactly the episode number, so you can grab it if you want to. Yes, the Foolish Non-Sega Mix, that was episode 25 of season 1. That was on the 4th of April, a belated April Fool's Day show. I played for you nothing but non-Sega music, which is a rather tired concept on Radio Sega. Oh, it's April Fool's Day, I'll do a non-Sega special. It's been done a lot, but the twist I wanted to have was... Well, I didn't really want to include any Nintendo music, because that's the obvious backup in those cases. <laughs> I'm going to be funny and play Nintendo music on the Sega station, you know? Um, but I decided I wasn't going to do that, and I was also going to exclude them from the mix, and we were going to try and dig a bit deeper into the trenches of VGM, and pull up some stuff that I normally wouldn't play, a lot of people wouldn't have normally heard, and just try and have a fun time of it, and I really enjoyed that episode, and it didn't get the cogs turning just yet. But thinking back about how much I enjoyed that in retrospective really kind of led me to perhaps ponder if it was something more I wanted to do, uh, so to say. So, uh, fast forward about two years now to 2022, then funnily enough that's the year we currently find ourselves residing in, at least the live listeners do. Um, and... Well, I had an idea for an April Fool's Day episode, because I'm sure the Radio Sega listeners know by now, because Resident SD and others have been mentioning it enough, but Friday is... Oh, the first Friday in April is actually April 1st. And I had an idea for an April Fool's Day show, but, uh... Well, that's still going ahead, actually. But I also had a second one, which was much more of the same. The Foolish Non-Sega Mix. Maybe it be a second one or something like that. Because it was just a whole heap of fun to talk and listen to stuff. The station wouldn't normally listen to as a whole, but I also tried to pick stuff people wouldn't listen to as a whole. Um, And it was a a great deal of fun the first time around, and I thought maybe it could be good the second time around. So, I started planning this more and more, and just the more I thought about it, I was like, this just doesn't really fit. And then I started considering, I still really want to do this, I've got some great music that I would um, like to consider in my options and this is a couple months ago now, but I'd like to consider still airing this somehow. You know, where do I go from here? Um and then I had I had a thunk. I had a thunk for a good few days, and then I remembered our friend in good old Mr. Cole JCRB. And I was like, yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of the KNGI network. I do generally love listening into Nitro Game Injection and when I can some other shows and reruns as well. And the, obviously the auto DJ, come on, you you gotta listen, there's so many good tunes on there that I discover for the first time whenever I listen, but, um, you know, through thinking about that more and more, just the idea really grew on me, and I've tried a lot of side projects in the last year, as you might have seen if you follow me on Twitch, which my socials are pretty much always the same, it's at the Green Viperate on most things. If you follow me over there, uh, you would have seen that I tried a couple other things alongside Pikamix last year that didn't really quite pan out for a variety of reasons, but... This is something I've been really passionate about for the last while now, and I just really wanted to give it a go. And I don't want it to be the case that people see that I'm abandoning other responsibilities or, you know, abandoning the things that I love or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, just a nice breath of fresh air. Uh, and I'm glad this came to be because, on top of that, in my own personal life, uh, I've had a lot of spare time um, as of last year due to. Well, without being too boring about it, a variety of kind of mental uh, illnesses and physical illness as a result of, you know, like, <laughs> the medication and making myself feel that way and just, it's, it's a whole mess and a bunch of rope to detangle, you know, all those wires. This is not my platform to do so. Um, but... It's left me over a lot of spare time. I've had to I had to have a lot of time off work, which eventually led to me this year, sadly, quitting my job. And as a result, I I sit here all day, every day, with a lot of time to brew about these ideas that I really want to execute. And I sit here with a lot of time as well to play video games. And last year I found my taste is my my taste is? <laughs> my taste' branching out, trying new things to kinda cope with my mood and my feeling and just you know, wanting to get out there and give some new stuff a shot. So, it's what I did, and yeah, I fell back on a lot of comfort food games, which is what I always do, but I do think that I did start to get better last year um, in terms of, you know, trying different things, which is something I've always been quite historically bad at in the gaming sense, Um, and yeah, trying to diversify my gaming backlog. So that brings us to today. I'm already trying to do this in my personal life, trying to diversify my gaming backlog, and I've got a hunger to host something new, try something fresh, and you know, give a helping hand to the KNGI network and produce a show for them. So here we go, this is all combined into one, this is Viper's VGM Chess, so this show is going to be a little bit different to your standard episode which will hopefully be starting in a few weeks time, we'll be firing up the presses for that, but for now, um, what this show is going to be tonight is I'm going to be taking you through my gaming history. Now, it's something I've done many times on RS and in other places. I've told you all things to do with that history, but it's always been unsurprisingly with the Sega Spin. So, my plan tonight is to take all that out of the equation and tell you about everything else and play you music that's been memorable from my time on this earth. doesn't mean I have to have played the game, but... In the cases that I have and the consoles I have, I will be dedicating some time to talking about them as well, but for the most part, I want to give you a nice scattering of music from a variety of sources. Um, you know, like I say, stuff from my history, but there's also stuff from my present as well in here, as you'll be hearing later on in the show. So, I've given this a lot of thought. I've been very excited for this for a long time, and don't think that one's going to take priority over the other. You know, Pick and Mix isn't suddenly going to go onto the back burner because of this, but... I'm looking forward to just, you know, almost just sucking all my creative juices into these two projects, and really getting stuck into things to help my mental state, because you know, it's something I've needed. Um, if you've been familiar with me over the last 12 months, as I've kind of tried to dodge around getting into, um, I've needed stuff to focus on. And I've got one more thing to focus on, and I'm really happy to be sat here with you today. It's, like I say, it's been a long time coming, but... I'm happy to see where this new VGM show will take us. And also, by the way, thank you to Twinnie for that name. I, I shouldn't let this show go on any further without uh, giving him a huge thank you for... I couldn't have come up with anything as cheesy and fantastic as that one, so... Really gotta give him a hand there, so thank you very much, sir, for the great show name which will carry us through many episodes of greatness. But yeah, um, like I say, how are you all doing tonight? I hope you're doing good. Uh, what I want to get into at some point as well during these shows is, of course, I'm telling you what I've been playing, and this will be all about my backlog in future episodes and stuff I found myself trying to try as a result of being fresh. But, um, what am I trying to say? I don't know. This is what happens when you show and read Discord and chat people. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Normally, this will be delving into my backlog, but today's been going to be a slight bit different. But,. When that is the case, I want to know, what have you all been playing? But I'll still ask the question anyway. Uh, We'll also allow requests in the show proper, but this time around, it's just all my doing. It kind of would ruin the surprise if you guys got to let in like half the track listing here. But normally we'll be with you Wednesdays at 10pm UK time here on the KNGI network and on various podcasting services at some point later. But uh, we'll be here with you every night for about an hour. This one's definitely not going to be an hour. I've already been talking for—I oh, don't even want to look at look at the timer right now. But I've been talking for a little bit. Um, we'll continue to do so. <laughs> yeah, normally I'll be with you for one hour, just to be fair to the UK audience. But I here, as a lot of its American base, has always had a kind of late-night feel to me. So I wanted to keep in with that general trend here uh, on my end, so I thought I'd go a little bit later than my normal show time, but I still want to be somewhat respectful to the rest of you. I want to go to sleep as much as you guys do, I get it, it's fine. Um, But, this is probably where I should start talking about the gaming history that leads me into the first music break. So, let's begin, funnily enough, it all begins with, well, (laughs) my Sega Master System history, which... I know, I said I wouldn't include it, but it's kind of important to start with the very first thing, right? So, for those of you who don't know me, um, I, it's something I get bullied for quite a lot, right? <laughs> in various chat rooms, uh, my gaming experience might be a bit different to yours, uh, due to how much later the gaming history starts, well, as a result of me starting later. So, I was a child who very much grew up in the seventh generation, which is something that will make a lot of people's bones crumble to dust, but In a way, despite the bullying, it actually makes things kind of nice because I have such a unique perspective, I like to feel like, in comparison to peers and other people I've respected and known, I feel like I can give a unique juxtaposition on a variety of gaming topics which have perhaps soured, you know, like I say, my peers or anyone around me. I'm a huge fan of the 7th gen, of course a little bit of that is nostalgia but, One of my favourite things about it was just how much companies loved to experiment with various technologies. You know, we saw the rise and demise in the space of a couple years of plastic instruments. Of course we saw motion controls go a little bit crazy and then come back down again with the 8th generation. Um, But you also saw stuff like touch technology, you saw a lot of microphones getting implemented again for the first time since like mostly the 5th generation. You just saw a lot of weird experimental games as a result of the experimental technology which consumed the seventh generation, but despite that there's still so many great traditional games. It was the rise of online services, which some people might complain about, but that allowed us to experience great things like Xbox Live Arcade, it allowed the virtual console to get the younger generations, you know, like me, into the vir- uh, into the virtual console, yes, obviously, but also retro gaming and experience those titles they might otherwise have never got an opportunity to play. That's certainly what happened in my case. But, like I say, I think it allows me to get a unique perspective on the past, and despite what you think, it's not immediately, ooh, past bad, as you might have been able to hear by that music that started off the show. So, I have a weird taste in games as a result of this time period. That I found myself, um, you know, (laughs) how how would you even, uh, just growing up, we're not going to try and make it sound fancy, just the time I grew up in um, was a weird intersection for video games where they tried to do something different, uh, while also doing a lot of reflecting at the past. Um, So, my, my gaming experience is already off to a bit of a weird start. Um... I'm getting messages all over the place, I'm sorry about this, (laughs) concentrate, Um, but yeah, my start is with the master system, it was a hand-me-down from my dad, but despite that we still had a lot of times playing it together, and in fact my very first memory from the console comes to me as courtesy of Sonic the Hedgehog 1, so ever wonder why I'm such a big fan of that video game series, I think you can probably guess why, it's Genuinely, no exaggeration, the very first memory I have is playing that, specifically the special stage, on a tube TV, with all the blinds closed, just sitting there in the dark, playing that special stage, that groovy music, It uh, is something that I would say, is something you might be hearing a lot, or similar phrases a lot, something that defined the gamer that I would become in the future. And there are also other games I enjoyed in there, like uh, a lot of the light gun games specifically, like uh, Gangster Town is the one I remember the most, I love Gangster Town, it's got a killer OST as well that I love to, you know, show off on Radio sake whenever I can, but now is not the time, but yeah, they're the games I remember, um, and it would influence the dark side in this case, in this show's case, of my gaming taste. It, normally it's fine, but that's not the aim of the show. We're trying to avoid all that stuff. There's there's Friday at 7 p.m. for that kind of thing. Uh, instead, we're looking at the other bits. So, like I say, seventh generation kid. As a result, I had a DS and I had a Wii, roughly around the same time. I believe with about a year gap. But Sonic Rush was the first game of my own that was no one else's, not a hand me down, not on someone else's console. Uh, so once again, that's not really applicable. But I played a variety of games on the DS and the Wii throughout the time, and there. Uh, Certainly the Wii is something I look back on very fondly, the DS somewhat so, um, but the Wii is something I adore. Um, I, I, for those of you who don't know me, I, I collect for the Wii still because the games are so cheap, yet you can get such a variety of good and sometimes bad experiences, but always entertaining. That's, that's what it's about to me, even if it's shovelware, I can have some laughs, have some fun, but there's so many great traditionally controlled games like your classic controller, your gamecube controller, uh, even a lot of motion control games that do work great, and it's not just a gimmick um, that I love about it, but certainly that's the system I look back on really fondly from around this time period of childhood, and like I say, Virtual Console as well, so it allowed me to go back and revisit a lot of those Master System games without needing to have an RF box plugged into my TV at all times, which if you've used RF as your video connector you know how disgusting it is. Um, so like NES games and 64 games um, that I otherwise never would have experienced because they were just too far out of my reach due to the age I grew up in. But that's, that was the perfect thing about said time period as well. Uh, outside of that had an Xbox 360 and that was the last new console I'd received for a while which would be something that changed the course of said gaming history but I got that and it was another console that allowed me to play a bunch of retro games mainly, uh, was what kept me going for a few years through the Xbox backwards compatibility as well as Xbox Live Arcade, but I mainly got it as a Sega machine, and no regrets, it did strengthen my love for Sega as a company, once again, uh, because I I did become a massive Nintendo kid in this period, which is weird for me, because I introduced the show as me being Viper, a lifelong Sega fanatic, but I, I kinda got lost for a few years and then the Xbox was what dragged me... You know, kicking and screaming back into that camp, uh, but it also introduced me to a lot of other franchises and genres and experiences that I otherwise wouldn't have touched on the Wii or Nintendo DS, so it did, it did add a couple new flavours to my repertoire, but not as many as perhaps uh, later moves would, so to say. But, I enjoyed my time with the Xbox as well. I've got a lot of uh, memories with certain games. Some of which are eligible for this show. So, you will be hearing from them in just a moment's time. But, yeah. Mainly, mainly it just strengthened the love for Sega. So, (laughs) it's not much good dwelling on it too much on this show. But, they were the main three. They got me through childhood. um, But, for the next period of time, no new consoles. So, you've got to make do with what you've got. And, you've got to... Explore the library as cheap as possible because that was the aim of the time not having money was why we didn't have consoles So, you know picking up secondhand games virtual console games on the cheap, etc Was the way I got by for the next quite a while So I spent way longer with the with these systems than most people did and I got very familiar and comfy with them as a result So now is the part where I play you some music from said systems. We're going not very retro, but I mean, a lot of them are 15 years old now, if you uh, if you just want to feel that little bit more crusty. Um, kicking Things Off is a track which, if you know me very deeply, and I was going to say intimately, that's kind of weird. because Some of you might know this and not know me intimately, which is entirely, entirely fair, you know. But if you know me well enough, uh, you'd know that <laughs> on some of my Radio Sega shows, when I had the opportunity to play non-Sega music, this one would occasionally come up. Uh, The soundtrack, that is. And yeah, the game's nothing to write home about. The game it's based on is a nostalgic memory, but certainly not fine art uh, in the eyes of a lot of people. It's something I hold fondly because I was around at the right time as a young child to experience it. But the game that we're playing music from is nothing special. And same with the soundtrack. Mine is a couple songs here and there. It's nothing to write home about. But this one, I adore this one. It's... It's just chill, smooth, relaxing and I thought it's the perfect way to segue into the first music block. So, of all things, I might get some laughs in the chat but I'm willing to stick with them because, well, it's such a good song, I don't care. Coming up from (laughs) the TS game. Club Penguin, Elite Penguin Force. I really love this one. I hope you do as well if you've not heard it before. It's the Gadget Room theme. And when we come back, I'll be talking to you about the next downtime period, as I call it, in my gaming history. Um, it's going to be a fun one. Lots of great music to play for you as well. So don't go anywhere. This is Vipers VGM Chirp here on the KNGI Network, playing for you an assortment of tunes, like music from a licensed Club Penguin game. I, I, promise, I promise you... <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say it's not a sign of things to come, but if you enjoy it, maybe, just maybe it is. This is KNGI, and this is Viper's VGM chair. Heard a track from the 2010 version of Super Meat Boy. That was Chad's Lullaby, the Chaps 2 Boss. Uh, a track which maybe not one of my favorites, but I thought like it's different. It's not the type of one that I would normally play on one of my shows because Super Meat Boy was another soundtrack I always found a way to sneak onto. Uh, stuff like Tropical Resort and pick. Oh, sorry, Topical Resort. Man, it's because I'm reading the fact that this track's name is Yoshi's Tropical Island right now and <laughs> getting confused. Um, Topical Resort, this was one I always one of those soundtracks I always found a way to sneak onto to it. Um, but like I say, not necessarily one of the tunes I would have picked. Um, a track that surprisingly, uh, you know, makes a lot of sense for me and SD right now. We've been waiting for the vinyl from Danny B for like last year. I really hope it comes soon. I, didn't I hear something about they were nearly done printing? I need to actually get my vinyl set up looking good and proper again. It'll be one of the few soundtracks featured on tonight's show that I actually have the vinyls for. um, And it does sound great when it's all set up properly, but you know, it's a lot of effort. Um, but there's some great soundtracks that you just have to get on good mediums, so they're just worth it. Speaking so of vinyl, before that from DJ Hero, that was I Heard It Through The Great Vine versus Feel Good Ink, a track which the chat room was absolutely in love with, and all for good reason, because that's one of the greatest tracks from DJ Hero. Yeah, uh, DJ Hero is a weird one, because it was one of my first 360 games. I got my 360 in 2010, and it would only been a couple days after that I got DJ Hero. It's one of those ones I kind of distinctly remember uh, getting it, because this is very dated for the UK audience now. For the US audience, you're going to be like, huh, what? I got it from Best Buy. Uh- <laughs> you know, I got it from the Best Buy. I'm sure I could fit that into the song somewhere. Um. But yeah, in the US, that's just a normal thing, but I'm guessing you guys probably don't know much about our history with them. They tried to make an attempt to break into the UK with like seven or eight stores back in 2009, 2010-ish. We had a massive one like 30 minutes away from us, and it was great. That was where the Xbox came from. It was a birthday gift, but I'm told that is where it came from. But we'd regularly go there and just like browse the bargain bins and... That's like when the iPad was first outside, like a ton of them there, and great big screens. I cannot stress to you how big this place was. It was giant. The, the There was far too much floor space for what they ever needed it for, but we just happened to have a local one. It was like one of seven, and that's where we got DJ Hero from. We traveled quite a way out to get it, and I proceeded to not play it much. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. It was just always a hassle to set up, and the novelty of going, wiki wiki kind of wore off quite quickly to me as a seven-year-old. Um... Nowadays, I feel like I'd appreciate it a lot more, and in fact, I did get it again, Um, probably around in in my sort of teenage years. I did get it again for the Wii, because it was cheaper on the Wii, Um, and I got it with two. Despite that, I've still never actually played two. I've had the decks twice, and I copy of the game once, and I still don't recall ever having played the second one. Um, But the soundtrack is just as good as the first, so it is something I should get around to at some point. There is a game shop near my girlfriend's which does have the 360 deck so I'm thinking about getting them for old times sake just depending on how much they are. Um, I'd really love to give it a go again because I hear so much good good press about it and the remixes are great as we all know but yeah got it from uh, Best Buy which I just thought was a fun story. Yeah there we go. SD has linked to some great great Wikipedia page about Best Buy Europe. Um, it's great, but yeah, that that lasted like a year or two and then I just kind of exited the UK, but <laughs> in the downtime I got my Xbox and my DJ Hero, so I can't complain. Super me Boy's another one that I kind of remember that on, but I don't want to dwell on that for too long. I got it in 2012, a couple years later, because I've been watching YouTube videos of it for ages, and I was like, yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, I enjoy the game a lot. I still play it, even with the new soundtrack, which is nowhere near as good, and, you know, SD likes to forget it exists. I, I do as well, but I do like some of the tracks on there. Mainly the tracks by the Hotline Miami guy, I think they're the best ones, just everything else kind of is very mid, but there's some nice stuff in there, but I'll always switch to Danny B's masterpiece uh, any day over that one, uh, but yeah, no, it's a game that very heavily defined my tastes on the 360 and really got me into 2D platformers and I just played it again and again and again to the point where I could beat it and then could beat it faster and still trying to chip away at that 106% all these years later. Uh, and <laughs> I don't have any interesting stories about this one, Club Penguin Elite Penguin Force, the gadget room theme, I'm glad chat liked that as much as they did because I was worried when putting that in the set list. like would people understand this? Even even though it is a great track and luckily people did get behind it. Uh, Carla even called it Chill, uh, which was a horrible joke that I shouldn't have enabled but you know, <laughs> that's what we do on these shows. The show's entire name is a pun, right, I, I gotta let him off with that one. Um, <laughs> He's also the boss man around here, so that's kind of important, you know. He gets a free pass, right? Um, no, I don't remember much about getting that one, but I'm sure I'll go into like stories for every single game, which might get old quite quickly. Um, all I remember about it is, it would have been sometime in like 2008, 2009, but the cool thing about the game, which I thought was cool, and if you're above the age of 10, it probably wasn't, but to me this was the freshest thing. Um, you got a little physical certificate inside the game, uh, and when you redeem that on the Flash version, you know the Club Penguin website, it would grant you access to an exclusive room, which was based around the Elite Penguin Force, which is like a spy team um, in the Flash game, but that's what the entire DS game is based around. But it gave you access to an exclusive room that they made for the game and then ported to the Flash version. And then at some point, they just made it free to access a couple years later and completely redesigned it. But for that few years, having that physical certificate and being able to access that room was really cool. And if you were in there, you knew that the other people there also had the game. So I really enjoyed that for a couple years when I was young enough to appreciate that sort of thing. I just thought that was a neat little bonus that they didn't have to do, and especially with the fact that the X version would have been Disney Interactive. So, would have been a completely different team, but I just thought to cross talk because be, well, that'd be a neat little thing for the kids playing the game, and I certainly appreciated it. Thank you everyone who made that possible. Well, even though, you know, the service has long since gone offline, I, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, this is time to talk about the the, the middle, the dark ages, the middle ages <laughs> of my gaming years. Um, but you know, it, it it how it do be. Um, So, like I mentioned, money was kind of an interesting thing um, after we got the 360 in 2010, and it would continue to be uh, for a very long time. So as a result, I was stuck with my 360. new consoles were a no-no, but but there's always loopholes, always. There's there's this thing called having money of your own and pocket money and selling your stuff to fund other stuff, and this isn't where I go, look, I got an Xbox One, because that didn't happen. But, I told you I was getting into retro gaming as a result of the services I kept saying the names of repeatedly in the first segment. I'm sure you're sick of hearing them. Um, So, because of that, and because of the consoles, it led me to discover some more libraries. You know, I mentioned the Xbox backwards compatibility in the 360, but there was also, rather crucially for me anyway, the Gamecube backwards compatibility in early Wii's. And because of those little ports sticking out the side of the Wii and, you know, the memory card ports and the GameCube slots, I got curious. uh, And it led me to getting a GameCube controller for Wii games. But eventually I wanted more. I wanted to play the GameCube games. You know, I grew up with access to the internet, which is a scary thought for some, but it's just how it was. So I I got googling, I got searching, you know, I would always watch videos on YouTube about games and, you know, the series I liked and... Eventually, I started learning more and more and more about the GameCube, and I thought, "Wow, these games look really cool. I'd like to, I'd like to get some of these, and I'd like to get a memory card. And you know, I'd love to get Double Dash and Melee and Sonic Adventure 2, because this was before the HD port. And um, you know, I'd love to get all these other games. So I did. I got a cheap memory card. Uh, I don't know if that's the one that's still with me to this day, but certainly." It it might actually be. I can't remember, but either way, I got a cheap memory card. I got... already had a... Oh oh god, what do they call that? Um, Brand back in the day, UK people. You know when Game had their own brand of electronics? It's not Gametronics. That was for phones and stuff, but it was like a Game own brand GameCube controller. I had that. I got Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. That began the proper retro experience because after that, I kept getting GameCube games on the cheap. I kept playing them on the Wii. Then I started getting into original Xbox games on the original Xbox uh, backwards compatibility mode. But I had both of those. But of course, having them for long enough, I started to get interested in the sort of stuff. You want the hardware. And in 2012, I would get a GameCube. Um, That was a nice Christmas present from a relative. Uh, I got the console. Uh, I would get a couple games later on. Or, you know, also playing the ones I already had. Um, And I would like to get a Game Boy Player. Which... I still don't know how I got on with the startup disc so cheap to this day, but for reasons we'll get into in a second, me is crying at this! Uh, <laughs> how I got it so cheap! Um, but yeah, it led me to discovering the Game Boy Advance library, which I had a DS, so you know, I also had the GBA slot in there, so you know, a lot of backwards compatibility going on getting me into this retro stuff, so it was time to get the real hardware, which I was slowly beginning to do. Uh, although I would end up selling off most of my GameCube games, most of my GBA games, and the console itself. Uh, I, I wish I knew why I did this, but anyway, I, I didn't have one for a few years, um, but then I got back into it. I found one again at a boot sale, and it was like £10, which is very cheap for a GameCube. If you're paying that nowadays, you're privileged. Um, but, <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool. We're back into we're back into this business, you know. Uh, and this is where it got out of control, so I started getting all my GameCube games back again. Um, st- slowly rebuilding the collection. Uh, but I, I start looking for more consoles as well, so... I got stuff like the PSP, which I'd always wanted as a kid, but you know, once again, never had money for. Uh, I got two PSPs actually, because one of them didn't work properly. Um, got a PSP, got a Dreamcast, I'm trying to think what else I got around this time. Got a PS2 definitely, um, OG Xbox for sure. Man, I've got to list all this stuff off the top of my head now, but you know, because I scoured boot sales, you know, that's what they are here in the UK, for you Americans, uh, let's go ahead and the closest thing I, of what I know is a swap meet. That seems to be the closest equivalent to a boot sale for you guys. Um, but because I would, I would scour these places, people wouldn't know what they have, so you can get stuff on the cheap, and games pennies a lot of the time for these consoles, and the consoles themselves you'd get great deals on. Um, so I continued just grabbing stuff where I could and, you know, being a bit thrifty with my money uh, through retro gaming and just loving the experiences I was having and that led me to get more interested despite, you know, having grown up well after this stuff and not having nostalgia. Getting me interested in all these consoles, I'd get a Saturn as well. I remember what? I'm trying to remember all these off of my head. <laughs> it's a bit of a task, uh, to be honest with you, all the stuff I got secondhand. Uh see, brain go brew right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely got a PS3. Um, I got a PS3 first from a second hand shop, but then I got a second one because the guy didn't know what he had and sold it for £5. Which is still a ridiculous price for a PS3, right? But hey, got one of those. Always wanted one, but once again, same problems. Um, and yeah, just kept fleshing out my collection and continuing to... Go back and experience the classics and, you know, emulators are great, but nothing beats the feeling of real hardware and actually having the copy in your hand and having it work and all hooked up, right? It was just a feeling I loved. Just something great about exploring these games and experiences for the first time. It's not going back and having this nostalgic connection to them, but having a connection towards wanting to explore and, you know, it's almost an archaeology feeling of wanting to find these old experiences, which maybe I wasn't destined to see, you know? Um, and you know, a lot of people will just immediately look back on them and go, uh, this is dated, it's not as good as this, but I've always had the ability to see these games for what they can be, you know? I can appreciate a classic, right? And I can always appreciate a game that isn't even a classic, but that's just how my view, how my views, how my mind is always working with these things. How it be. Um... You know, I I I I, mean, I still love a lot of these games more than what comes out nowadays. Despite the fact I don't have that emotional connection to them in the same way other people do. You know, it's not oh games aren't as good as when I was young. It's like nah, no they, they, these games just just get something about that replayability factor and that coolness factor and really pushing the hardware to the limits rather than just being a lazy dev and pushing it because you forgot to compress stuff. You know, um. So, it's just a part of my life that I would continue to, almost out of necessity, um, continue to explore, and uh, I, I don't really know how else to word it, outside of the words I've already used, you know, but it's not a necessity, you know, I can get by about video games, I'm sure I could find some stuff playing on Xbox Live Arcade, but, you know, certainly not having the money for new games and all the new consoles that I kept seeing people talk about, you know, desperately wanted a Wii U, but nope, <laughs> no Wii U for me, that's, that's money. No 3DS, even though no, that's money, PS4, nah, you're good. Uh, so through, you know, badly wanting these consoles, I was like, no, nah, I'll be thrifty with my money, and I'll instead look into all these other things, which was once again a defining decision, which led me to my taste and my general comfiness with games today, you know? I got comfortable with going back and experiencing the classics, rather than, say, perhaps branching out and playing anything recently released or... Going back, eh, going, going back, why can't I not speak today? And uh, playing stuff from other companies who I'm perhaps not familiar with. It's something that this show will help me get better with, but that's where my tastes lie at this period in time. I see what you guys are saying down in the chat room now. Am I getting roasting? Um, five for a PS3 is mad, you know it, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm uh, <laughs> glad someone understands what a deal that was. They got swindled. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Where's the next day them, I'm going to talk about scurvy. Finally, someone's grilling me on the real stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was. I was trying to. I was trying to dodge around around that conversation. That wasn't a pretty couple of weeks for me, you know. <laughs> but anyway. Oh God. Um. Man. The days of Viper describing are gone now. Unfortunately, I have no clue what that means, Larry, I, I talk a lot of waffle, especially especially on the radio, but uh, no, more so on the Twitch stream. That that's where the waffle comes out. But I talk a million miles a minute. I forget what I'm saying most of the time. It's in one ear and out the other, um, <laughs> which. <laughs> Just well, so I'm not like a professional speaker. I just host a, uh, I just host a nonsense radio show two times a week, you know. Otherwise, I'd be in trouble. Memorising what you're saying? Nah, that sounds overrated. Uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Man, the chat is popping off right now. Thank you to everyone who's been tuning in. Seriously, I appreciate the support so much. For the first time, I've actually been nervous to host a radio show for like six years. I've been, I've been doing this on RS for six years, and basically. Those nerves haven't hit me, but you know, doing something on a different station, different people to impress. Oh yeah, 100%, Alori says, the days of hunting with cheap deals, at car boot sales and second hand shops. Second hand shops aren't what they used to be, are they? Stuff like cash converters, they got they got the gist of it, they uh, <laughs> they're scouring Ebay and Amazon for these deals all the time unfortunately, but yeah, there was a great period where people, I mean there are still people who just want to get rid of stuff and don't know what they have, but. You're not gonna do what I did and just go to a car boot sale and go BAM 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 and pick up all these all these gems at low prices, but, uh... <laughs> I'll read that out in a second! Um, but, uh, you know, that's just how it be. People were more aware of the world around them, but there are some people who are just desperate to get rid of stuff before actually checking what it's worth, but, you know, a lot of people monopolizing on those advantages, man! Um, yeah, it, it kind of stinks. <laughs> Resident SD says, Why am I nervous? If it helps, just pretend we're all naked. I don't think that helps in the way that you think it does. That just that just disgusts me actually thinking about that for more than two seconds. <laughs> SD. Oh, God. A meat, a meat boy with no clothes. Nah, that's too far. That's too far. <laughs> yeah, as Carl says, Everyone's figured out how much stuff is actually worth. And it's saddening. It's not actually worth that that's just what inflation does. Yeah, exactly. How much the internet thinks it's worth. You got it, Carl. Um, but, you know, you can you can still do some damage if you go to a boot sale on a good day. So, give it a go if you want to pick up some of the older stuff. Uh, one, one of the good deals I got a few years back was I got a PS1 for £1. Now, it doesn't work! <laughs> I should preface this. I'm pretty sure it just a laser issue though, I could fix it if I wanted to. Um, but I choose not to, but it was a pound. <laughs> okay, it was not tested, but they are like, I don't know, who wants this? There's like the, the PS4 and stuff out now. Who wants to find a PS1? Uh, that was not a quote from Jim Ryan, by the way. That that was a quote of some random seller on the store, probably. It's It's been a while. <laughs> Speaking of PS1, we got some PS1 coming up in this block, as well as some PS2 and technically 3DS and Wii U. Despite the fact I said that I didn't have them around this time period, I also... I did have a PC, so a lot of Steam gaming went on. I'd replay a lot of seventh-gen games I already had, but also, you know, Steam sales, Steam, Steam summer and winter sales exist. So I got to play a lot of stuff which was like recommended by YouTubers or Twitch streamers, including the track in the middle here, and it's it's from I, I count the two games collectively because I don't know. Every time they re-release the soundtracks now, it's just they're both on the same disc, and the games are so similar. It, it's it's from a game series which is my favourite soundtrack of all time. Like I said, just bundle them into one. Um, If you know me, you know what (laughs) what series that is in the middle. It's not my favourite series, just very good soundtracks. Not retro, but you know. And the third track I didn't even play at the time. I only played the game last year, but (laughs) sometimes you twist the rules for these shows, you know. Uh, But we got some bongers coming up in the next block. Uh, I realised that the KNGI audience won't know what that is, and uh, this is not a <laughs> this is not a recreational show. Uh, <laughs> it's a phrase on Radio Sega. Trust me, I'm not mental. Um, coming up, we got a track from Ratchet and Clank uh, here right now. And if you've never heard the original games' OSTs, because you know you only played the 2016 reboot, which if you did, that's disgusting. Um, but also, if you played Rift Apart, the music, by the way, that is a good game. Um, the music sounds nothing like this in the series anymore. Get the volume up! I, I feel like SD saying this. Get the volume up, because we got some d in just a few brief moments time. From Ratchet and Clank, it's Novalis the... Tub- I, I never know how to say it. <laughs> Sorry. The top Rock Crater, I believe? And then we've got two more songs after that, and then I'll be telling you all things to do with my modern gaming history, bringing you up to date. So, this is Vipers VGM Jet, playing for you some great tunes such as the following. And once you hear this, you're not going to want to go anywhere. So keep it locked to KNGI, why don't ya? We are back. That was a track from Vibribbon. Hot play, oh, man. I adore Vibribbon. Something I had on my backlog for so long, and I was like, uh, then I just bit the bullet and got to it last year. Uh, man, it's so good. Um, I, I don't really know how to describe it if you've never seen it. It's just one of those games you just gotta give a while if you somewhat enjoy rhythm games or especially just kind of simplistic, weird, quirky experiences. Uh, if you're a Sony fan, you're well familiar with those, so. Here's enough one for your pie, alright, but now nah, I love the and it's great, and uh, that soundtrack is such a banger as well. Uh, if you're not familiar with my music taste, if you've not been on Pick and Mix before, it, it's just this weird, tangly mess. I, I like everything, but. My favourites tend to be punk, J-pop, and loud, so it's like, yeah, it's a a soundtrack with all three. (laughs) Like, I don't care what type of loud, just loud. (laughs) That that works for me most of the time, you know, so Vibram really ticks that box. Um, Probably most famous though for the fact that it just completely skipped a US release um, for no real reason. It released in Japan and Europe, so there was a European... English translation done, but i like, no, nah, we don't feel like bringing this out in, in America. And now, of course, you know, Sony completely neglect the fact that they technically invented the rhythm game franchise, of course, because that's just what Sony do. It's uh, something I rant about a lot, if, if you know me in personal circles. I don't really like when they've kind of gone uh, <laughs> in this modern direction. I miss quirky like, little games like Vib Ribbon and another one you might see pop up from time to time on this show is Loco Roco as well. I do love, <laughs> love that game. I'm kind of sad we're, we're not allowed to have stuff like that anymore, especially with the closure of Japan Studio, but you know, hey-ho, I can still look back very fondly on stuff like Vib Ribbon, um, which is one of the few soundtracks, as I say, I, that I own on vinyl. Um, that I'll be playing on tonight's show. It's it's a great one. I, I'd recommend picking it up. Um, Cause there's just been this random sudden resurgence in the franchise. There's been a lot of fans coming on board, and I believe it was last year that the vinyl came out. Um, so there's just been this sudden spike of interest, and it is a great one. The only thing is, I did cut that track down because that was from said vinyl. Um, but every track starts with the Game Start Jingle all six of them. <laughs> so, every time you, you hit play on a track on your phone or whatever, because I've got a vinyl rip, that's what that is, I own the vinyl, it's okay, um, it'll be like Game Star, yeah, that's not how it goes. But you get the point, uh, every song, and it gets a little bit irritating, but it's the best quality, it led to the actual track names being discovered, which they weren't known, despite other OST releases being out before. And uh, best of all, it had an unreleased song, which people just didn't know about until last year, and it is really nice. I should play it on the show at some point. It's better than the... It's, it's unreleased, but also unfinished. But yet it's better than most finished music in most video games. It's incredible. Love, laugh, and peace. Um, <laughs> it's such a great soundtrack, great game. I cannot sing its praises enough. Um... Jamie was asking about the PS3 version because yes it is on the PS3 and that would have been one of the greatest casualties of the PSN store closure um, of last year which you know didn't happen but people like to let Sony off the hook for it but at least in the UK I don't know if it's the same in other places you actually can't add credit to the PSN store anymore at least through credit cards and PayPal you have to use prepaid cards or add it through the PS4 or PS5 that one went really undetected. They went, yeah, sorry guys, we're not closing the shop anymore, and everyone went, oh, that's good, right, let's take our eyes off them, and yeah, they then just didn't announce it and quietly removed credit card support from the PS3 and Vita stores, which is fun whenever I want to go back and buy a PS3 or PS1 classic, you know? A PS3 game or PS1 classic, sorry, that, that's it really winds me up every single time. <laughs> but you know, they didn't close the store, so that's the good thing. But the game is on there, it is preserved on there, and I'd recommend getting it there because Jamie's question was, can you play custom music CDs on it? Yeah, you can. It does work on the PS3 version. Uh, the PSP and Vita versions aren't so lucky, unfortunately, even though both have built in music players, the game just doesn't have an emulation layer to support it. Um, But the PS3 version you're fine and if you just want to play the built-in songs then those two versions will work just fine for you as well. Another one of the soundtracks I have on vinyl, Mighty Switch Force 2 or just the Mighty Switch Force Collection as a whole. We're getting Verti in here um, as as, uh, Kyle put it appropriately, yeah what a good soundtrack. Like I say, 1 and 2, collectively, the favourite soundtrack of mine of all time. I love the games as well, just maybe not my favourites, but I do love both of them. Um, But that soundtrack, man, you've got a taste of that, and if you enjoyed it, you've got to listen to the rest of it. I believe it is actually free on Bandcamp. At least it used to be, so if if you want to give the Flax a listen, you can get the Flax for free, man go ahead and do that over there, otherwise it's also on vinyl and CD, both of which I do own because I'm a massive nerd who loves that series a lot, but especially the amazing OSTs. I thought, I don't normally play Dalmatian Station, I play a lot of music from the first one um, and I normally play Exothermic or Rainbow Love Zone from the second one, so I with something different. And then kicking it off from the first Ratchet & Clank um, was Novalis, the Tobrock Crater. Um, Ratchet and Clank, oh, my my experience of that game on PS2 is fun. Um, so uh, I've, I saw the film, you know the famously awful film in 2016 and I just got on my PS2, uh, once again from being thrifty at a boot sale, I can't remember how much it was, it was like £10 or something and it's a slim and I love the slims they look so good and the load times are better and I love a slim. <laughs> it's not my main model nowadays because the hard drive loading is kind of nice for the games I own you know. Um, but, yeah, the slim is good, man. Uh, anyway, point being, I got a copy of Ratchet & Clank. It was like one of the first games I got for the system. Uh, it didn't work. The seller refused to take it back because like, it worked fine when I tried it. Yeah, it freezes in a specific cutscene. A cutscene you probably didn't watch. Therefore, of course, you're going to be fine. Yeah, I could download a complete save file. But that kind of defeats the point of this whole thing, you know? So I would end up getting a second copy later, and I just kind of got burned by that. My enthusiasm to play the game just kind of, just vanished. Um, And I I wouldn't go back to the PS2 version for many years. Last year, unsurprisingly, once again, trying to diversify, was when I went back to it on the PS3. Um, Still not finished it yet though, but that was the first time I actually heard the game with the music. because. Couldn't really do that before, but man, what a great OST! Nothing like the ones they make nowadays for the series, which I think is actually a good thing um, for the for the old games. That is, uh, <laughs> I think. I, I, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say I like the old OSTs. I don't know where that was going, um, but Raging Plank's actually appropriate to bridge us into this next segment because this is talking about my modern game in history and we're going to have some music from said history as well, but it's kind of a weird bunch, this next bunch is nothing that's hugely important to me in terms of the story that we're going to be telling, but it's all nice music so I thought it, 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 would just make a, it would just make a nice music break, but, yeah! Q 2016, the end of 2016, around Christmas, finally, um, I'm kind of to the point where I can save money of, of my own, um, you know, birthdays and Christmas and stuff and be able to sell stuff, It's actually kind of getting to the point where if I saved enough, I would actually be able to afford the console. Then there were Christmas sales going on, the PS2, not PS2, (laughs) the PS4 500GB was £200. And I was like, hang on, if I save just a little bit more, I can actually do that. So I did. Um, The main reason I did splurge was admittedly for uh, Project Eva Future Tone, which if you know me is not surprising in the slightest. I played a couple of the Mika games on PSP and really enjoyed them, and seeing that a new Arcade Perfect port with like 200 songs was coming out, I was like, man, man, I kinda need that. So, I, I got it, I got the English localization, life was good, but before then, I didn't have enough money for a game um, to play, but, you know, uh, thankfully, you know, I'm very thankful always, but in this instance, uh, Mum had a bit of Christmas money and she's like, you know what, I'll let you buy a game. It's not fair that you got this console and you can't buy a game for it. So I went with Ratchet & Clank 2016. Um, and I actually... I, I, I complained about it earlier. I do actually quite like Ratchet & Clank 2016. But it has a lot of problems. Um, see, most people's problems with it are the cutscenes and the annoying audio. I fixed that by not watching the cutscenes and not listening to the audio. <laughs> so as a result of the gameplay, I was like, yeah, the gameplay is pretty fun. I enjoyed this and the graphics were really nice. Um... So, I had a bit of a better time of it than most people did, but I, I, I didn't think it was amazing. Looking back on retrospect, the PS2 version is definitely better, but the Ratchet & Clank Remake, it, it's pretty alright if you just follow my guidance there, you know. Turn the audio off, don't pay attention to anything, just treat it as a platformer combat hybrid and you might have some enjoyment out of it like I did. But anyway, the, yeah, finally got a PS4, and once again, it allows me to branch out, you know, play a bunch of games that I otherwise never would have played, you know how it goes uh, at this point. It introduced me to a lot of new Sony franchises which I never experimented with before because, like I say, I got the PSP, PS2, and PS3, but I didn't grow up with PlayStation. I wasn't a PlayStation kid, so the franchises I experienced once I got those consoles were very limited. I kind of just fell back on old habits and played games I already knew a lot of the time or. Games I knew of that were like sequels to games I'd already played on other consoles, that sort of thing, uh, when I was playing on those machines. But PS3, I had Little Big Planet, which was something I'd always wanted to play from when it came out, but that was really the exception. But PS4 was the point where it's like, right, it's my first proper PlayStation out when it's relevant. I'm going to make somewhat of an attempt to keep relevant. And for the most part, I did. I played some games that I wouldn't have given the time of day to otherwise certainly wouldn't have run on my pc of the time and you know weren't available on 360 and that sort of stuff uh so yeah, i'm trying to think of memorable games from around that sort of time period definitely rocket league Played a lot of rocket league <laughs> i played a lot of future tone as well that's a story i've told many a time on uh, pick and mix when uh, <laughs> it nearly impacted my school grades at the time you know I, i'm not even school grades exam grades that's even worse <laughs> but you know i enjoyed future tone a lot um, Classic Clank, like I said, uh, I'm missing so many others, but there are a lot of good ones. It's difficult to give love to them all, but yeah, glad I did that. It was great to be back on a modern console finally and experiencing the same games everyone else was talking about. It just made the most sense to get a PS4, mainly because of, you know, wanting wanting the Miku, but also, um, you know, we we knew it was clear it was dying off at that point, the Switch had already been announced. PS4 had a great back catalogue of games, stuff was starting to come down in value, and you know, it, it just felt like a more current console, so I was like, I'll do it, um, and I'm glad I did, because, you know, for every moan I have at how <laughs> Sony treat stuff nowadays and their weird online infrastructure and all that sort of stuff, uh, the PS4 did introduce me to a lot of great franchises and it's a better system than the xbox one come on (laughs) it's not a difficult bar to cross but it was it was way more powerful for a start which made for some better gaming experiences and just had more games um as as much as I, <laughs> as much as I love being a detractor at times, because you know nah, I miss the old school um, PlayStation, but you know, as much as I love to be a detractor, sometimes you do got to give them the points. It just was the better console, uh, so I'm definitely glad I went, went there first of all. But next would be the Switch. Uh, September 2017, I got my Switch, so actually not that far off when it launched. That was the closest I had a console from when it launched, I'd say. Because we always got stuff like a year or a couple months after it came out. But Switch, September 2017, only a couple months afterwards. Um, Saved up for ages for that, sold a lot of stuff. Um, (laughs) I remember I sold my copy of Smash Bros. Melee for the GameCube, and I did like Melee. I still like Melee. I still really like Melee. I'm not a competitive player or anything, but man, <laughs> man, I can dream. But I also appreciate having hand health as well. That's kind of important to me. Um, but yeah, uh, I saw Melee because It's first of all the PAL version, which PAL version isn't, you know, the tournament legal standard. Um, so you know, it's not the one that people like to play on, myself included. Because, you know, that's just how it is. They made some changes that are quite weird to that version. So I, like, I don't have much of a Massive connection to this, and it was selling for like 30 40 pounds. I'm like, Yeah, that's a nice bit of money towards the Switch. Goodbye, Melee. Um, I also saw my Retron 5, and I enjoyed my Retron 5. Um, it was a gift from a family member, but man, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, but it was like at the point where I was starting to get a lot of the actual consoles for myself, and I prefer to play them that way. And you know, a big chunk of money towards the Switch, which I would argue has been a way better console in my life than that ever was, so that was kind of an easy decision. I know it's not the best clone hardware, but you know, it was certainly very good for me at the time. Um, and I sold a couple other bits as well to fund it, but I got there eventually, uh, and I picked up my Switch and I had no games for it because I was poor again. Luckily I had some sort of like, I had some sort of present from a family member that was just going to be money, so I'm like fine, I'll give, you, I'll give you money instead and you can buy a Switch game. I, I bought Sonic Mania, which I already had on PS4. Um, and this was before the advent of free games on the Switch, you know, there was no Fortnite yet, um, there was nothing like, Ro- this before Rocket League was free to play, um, for a lot of those free to play games came to Switch, like, you know, you'd like Smite or something like that, there's a lot of them now, um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, uh, but there was none, there was not a single one on the eShop when I got it, so I just had to put up with demos and Sonic Mania, a game I'd already played religiously by that point, I know it was September, it only came out a month earlier, but... It was so good. <laughs> I, I I don't need to tell people that here, but it, it was very good. Um, but what? I mean, the next big game I would get on it was Sonic Forces, <laughs> which worst version of a game people don't like very much. Um, I, I someone's going to bring out the platinum, so I'll get it out of the way. I platinum the game last year on PS4 because I have got into platinum hunting. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I got it on Switch first of all because I just wanted more Switch games, but the day after I got Sunken Forces on Switch, which was a couple of days early, which was kind of nice. Uh, the day after I got that, I got Super Mario Odyssey. And, oh man, Mario Odyssey was so goddamn good. Once again, don't need to tell anyone that here, but, but it was. Um, yeah, I kept collecting games after that point. Uh, for the Switch and kept kept buying, but Fire uh, Odyssey was, was, held, held me on for ages. Then I got Mario Kart, which was kind of the game I really wanted it for, because I loved it on the Wii U. I, I got a Wii U after the Switch came out, because that's just kind of how money was at that time, and then I was like, nah, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll get a Switch. Um, but I really love Mario Kart on the Wii U, so it's kind of a no-brainer to want to upgrade to the better version. So that was really the driving force, and I got it eventually. And Still play it a lot, and you know we got those DLC tracks coming out in two days' time. Of course, next episode of Vipers VGM shirt, we're definitely gonna have to play you a couple tracks from that because I'm looking forward to that so much. Um, but that that one was a staple of my Switch diet. Uh, I'm sure there's so many others that I just can't think of. I've got a lot of Switch games nowadays, but back then I just kind of fed on the scraps because you know money, <laughs> money was spent on the console, and I don't have to spend on the actual videos. But, I tried, damn it. I I did try. Got an Xbox One a bit later as well. Um, that was some sort of birthday present, because the logic was... Um, so, I already had an Xbox One controller for PC shenanigans. The Xbox One was 100. It came with two controllers. Both controllers were worth quite a bit of money on their own at that point. To the point where it pretty much nearly paid off the console, so... (laughs) It was was a very cheap deal, therefore someone could get it for me for my birthday, Uh, I enjoyed the Xbox One, but I mean the Series X is a better Xbox One in every single way. That's all it is, just a super hyper-powered Xbox One. Um so I I I don't even have it anymore. I gave it to uh, my girlfriend's family, which is fun. But I don't have that, but I have the Xbox Series X, I and mean, you know, another console we should talk about. Great one. I do love it. Backwards compatibility beast and the game pass machine as well, which will help me tremendously in many of these episodes thank you game pass uh, gods for delivering us such a great service i just can only hope ps plus catches up with that rumored spartacus thing especially with backwards compatibility because oh man xbox's got that on point right now uh aside from that I upgraded my pc a couple times because you know by this point i was working so i, I was able to do such things um which has once again allowed me to experience so much stuff thanks to steam sales that's been a blessing in disguise ps5 i actually managed to get one surprisingly easy <laughs> fun story i told before i was at work at the time and i was like i don't think i'm gonna get a ps5 I, i'm not really feeling it uh and a co-worker was like oh yeah i'm in the queue for a ps5 right now um, on curry's a retailer here in the uk um there was like 50,000 people in the queue, and I was like, can you send me a link? Um, I'm not sure I can find the queue that you're on or something like that. I can't remember what the exact situation was. And he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> send me a link, and it just zipped me up to where he was in the queue. Uh, so I got it, no problem. Pre-ordered it, and I got the console. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to all the people in the Currys line I skipped ahead of. I genuinely didn't mean to, but by the time I noticed, I was like, I've played the system here. This is brilliant. <laughs> I think we both got one. I think I think we got off alright out of the deal in the end. But um, yeah, I'm sorry to all those Curry's people uh, who probably missed out on an Xbox. Most of you are probably bots, so screw the bots. Uh, I hope everyone else who's legitimately waiting got their PS5s by now uh, without the help of scalpers, though. Fingers crossed for you. Xbox Series X wasn't anywhere near as exciting. Um, from what I recall, I just went on to the. I, I was trying all morning and couldn't get one. And then I just. At some point, the game website game in, here in the UK just refreshed. Um, and they had them, and I just ordered them. And I was like, "Oh, that was surprisingly pain-free, considering I've been sitting here refreshing all day at work." <laughs> it wasn't as funny as the curry story, but that—that that was genius. They—they they got outplayed there. I like to think, but yeah, all of these tools in my arsenal, you know, all of these consoles now allow me to divulge into the depths of gaming, like I never really would have been able to before. So. I don't have much money. I told you I don't work anymore. So, but you know, I'll try to get some sales, some new releases, and like I say, Game Pass will be the blessing here uh, in being able to try new stuff. So, here's to a great, grand VGM trip in the future. Uh, thanks to all those tools at my disposal. But for now, um, it, that was pretty much all of my gaming history. Great times. Great times, man. Um, <laughs> see what's going on down in the chat room. Definitely a Viper track, uh, the, the Vibrant one. Yeah, it was, but not all the tracks are like that. That's just a particularly Viper sounding track. They, they cover various genres in that soundtrack. Loud Eek was good. SD's got it. Brilliant. <laughs> that's excellent. Um, but yeah, I, I hope you're all enjoying this anyway. Thank you for sticking with me through the rambly mess that's been this first episode. That was always the aim. We ramble in this one, we get it all out of our systems, and uh, then we just deliver you great music in an hour long format. Uh, next time round, <laughs> uh, An early switch? You could mod that thing. I, I could a not Isn't that funny? I, I could get an OLED and then mod the old one. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd do that. I, I, Mr. Nintendo, I pay for all my games. I actually do. <laughs> I just mod for the fun of it. I, I can play Sonic 3 and Knuckles in widescreen on the go. You can't deliver me that experience without modding. Make it happen. You know all the Sonic 1 D comps as well, That that was the big reason in hacking the old one. But I don't know. I just enjoy game modding. I enjoy hacking. That's another thing you'll learn about me. That's one of my hobbies. Um, is, you know, hacking all the consoles where I can. I'm, I'm collectively sorry to everyone around me who has to listen to me ramble about these things, uh, especially my girlfriend who <laughs> hands me every console here. Hack the thing. Okay, uh, that's just what I do. So maybe I'll divulge into that a little bit more in future episodes because uh, that could be fun to always talk about. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. we still got some more stuff to go so don't tune out, I've still got another talk break after this at least. Uh, but this is the modern music break so first of all I had to promise myself I wouldn't start with this track because I mean I'm trying to... This is trying to be a show about forgetting my Sega roots and binging in everything that isn't the Blue Company, right? So I did resist successfully starting with this track but those of you in the know, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, the main theme, or at least what we assume is the main theme, dropped yesterday on Bandcamp and other services. Oh man, it's so good! I cannot wait for this. There's kind of a rumor going around, thanks to uh, RevSegen Segan Radio Sega, that potentially Sega might be publishing the game because they're looking for they're looking for people to join a Dutch studio they've currently got. That is making a eight 90s/2000s revival, um, which is all things that match what Team Reptile are doing right now. They are a Dutch studio making a 90s/2000s revival, um, you know, based on beloved nostalgic franchises or at least heavily inspired around Jet Set Radio. So there's kind of a theory that maybe they might be publishing it, um, but for now we don't know that. So it's eligible for this show. Maybe I'll have to pick and mix it instead of uh, Vipers VGM track when it comes out, but I'm going to be covering it. I'm going to be playing the living hell out of Rush Cyberfunk, because I loved Lethal League Blaze uh, and everything to do with it. Of course, I love JSO Radio, so it's a natural fit for me. We got that, then we got a track from Pokemon Sword and Shield, and then one which went really under the radar from Warrior where Get It Together. I thought it would have been on a tier with the other vocal themes uh, from the rest of the series, but for some reason it just doesn't get the recognition it deserves, which is criminal. I really like it, it's nice and sweet, but first of all, we got something that's gonna kick you right in the funk, and for good reason. It's Jack the Funk from Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Don't go anywhere, this is Vipers VGM Amateur, right here on the KNGI Network. And from Warrior, get it together there. I really like that one. It's just a nice sweet tune. And like I said in the chat room, uh, which by the way, if you somehow missed that kngiorg forward slash discord it's just really nice where they choose to play it in the game. The, oh, they don't choose to overuse it and they use it in all the right places. My memory might be a little bit wrong, but I feel like it's used quite close to the uh, end in the basically final gameplay segment of the game. So it kind of sticks in my head because of that. Um, it's just nice as like I'm pretty sure that's where it appears. If not, it's in the credits. But it's just like a nice little final push type thing. Uh, Is roughly where I remember it being used. So it's just memorable for for that reason. Of course, I did say in the chat that, you know, it beats the other WarioWare vocal themes. I said that on the show as well. I, I don't know if everyone's going to agree. You know, I do love the others, but I don't know. It just it just sticks in my mind, uh, especially since, you know, it's the only WarioWare I've played. <laughs> I own a couple. I've just never played them, but I've seen other people play them, and like I say, it's just kind of the usage in the game that makes it stand out in my mind, but I like it. It's adorable. Before that, from Pokemon Sword and Shield, Battle the Wild Pokemon version. Um... Still not beating Sword and Shield yet. I got it day one. Uh, I did my usual thing with Pokemon games, which I thankfully started to fix. Um, especially thanks to help from, you know, my girlfriend and everything. But, you know, uh, I'm kind of bad for Pokemon games. <laughs> uh, I, I, I get sucked at, at... least this has been since uh, Let's Go Pikachu. I get sucked into the hype by day one. I get a couple gyms in, and then I, my brain doesn't function, and then I just don't know how to... how how to do them beyond that point or they get slightly too difficult and I just give up and uh, then I don't go back to them. Uh, In the case that I did that Let's Go Pikachu slash Eevee, finally went back and finished that this year. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond I would have nearly done that with but I did it pretty much all in one go uh, with help. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus I, I have done that with which is surprisingly relevant here. Um, but Pokemon Sword and Shield, yeah, I did it with that one as well. And because I don't have the game anymore and it's still really expensive, even with two new Pokemon games out, um, I've never really gone back and fixed that. But I would like to. But I've really liked the wild battle theme in that game. Normally, I get really sick and tired of the battle themes. Like, an hour into Pokemon games, but the Pokemon Sword and Shield one always kind of remained fresh to me, uh, so I, I wanted to give it a little play there, and kick on the block, uh, as rightfully loved by the chat room from Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, Jack DeFunk, hopefully we hear more about what's going on with that one soon, because it was scheduled for a Spring 2022 release on both Steam and Switch, I really hope that's still the case, but if they need extra time, please take it, it looks so, so good, I love it. Um, but this is the part of the show where I tell you all what I've been playing and we play for you some tunes for it. Now this isn't going to be a regular thing because this is what the entire show's concept is pretty much going to be when it launches as a full thing. But just I thought I'd be nice to just chuck this in here um, in this pilot of the show. Uh, but, I've got three games in particular that I've been playing that you'll be hearing music from in just a moment, but I did ask you at the beginning of the show, remember, uh, what you guys have been up to playing recently, so let me go all the way back to that and tell you uh, tell you what you've been playing as if you need to hear that again. <laughs> I just scrolled up to a certain point and Carlos said someone needs to get the dirty Americans off this network. He said it! <laughs> He said what we were all thinking. We weren't thinking that. Um, we, 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 we love the members of the KNGI network. Um, although I was told I wasn't meant to boost Carl's ego anymore, so may, maybe I should uh, twist the truth a little bit on that one. Who knows? Um, where, where do I be looking for... I forget how far back I asked people about this. Um... So, Aluri says, been playing a few things recently, beat a short hike last weekend What's well, been playing some Minecraft, Sonic Runners Revival, and Pokemon Renegade Platinum. Sonic Runners Revival, uh, that's, I mean, I have talked about Sonic Runners before, but I really should dedicate more time to Revival on Pick and Mix, because I've been playing a lot of Revival myself, so glad you found some interest in it. Minecraft, always a classic, gonna have to talk about that and play some music from Minecraft, right? Uh, Pokemon Renegade Platinum, can't say i got any experience with it and neither a short hike, um, but all sounds interesting. Purvis says, uh, currently doing Triangle Strategy, a game I feel like I should have paid more attention to, because I that that weekend I got Gran Turismo 7. Uh, that is one of the games I'll be talking about. I've been playing a lot of Gran Turismo 7. It, it's a banger. I would recommend it. Um, but the same day, I didn't even have any idea that Triangle Strategy was out that day. Uh, no one on my timeline had been talking about it. No one had been hyping it up. It was like, oh, it's out. Okay! <laughs> like, you know, people were talking about the demo, and then it just felt like the game came out. Um, I should have paid some more attention to it. Like I paid a lot more attention to Octopath Traveler, despite not being massively interested in RPGs. Uh, but I am i hope people have been enjoying it, and I hope the music's every bit as good as Octopath was as well. Uh, just got off Great Ace Attorney, something I, I don't have any experience or really any knowledge of Ace Attorney, I'm aware that's criminal <laughs> to some people. Well, you must have that much knowledge. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I might fix it one day. And also been playing NetHack again. Nice. Uh, let's see if anyone else has been saying anything down in the chat room. But Carl also said, I haven't been playing games much recently since I'm so busy, but I was messing around with the PS2 and Gran Turismo 4 a few weeks ago. That's another game I should start once I finish 7. I'm in a bit of a racing game mood recently. I, Whenever I play racing games, I just turn off the audio, stick on some podcasts, and just have a chill time. Just sit there and relax, you know. Uh, that's what I've been to do with 7 as a matter of fact, and it kind of helps because 7's OST has been <laughs> berated on the KNGI network enough already, I don't, I don't need to do any more of that for you. Uh, <laughs> God, that moon over the castle mix, <laughs> it, it's not good. Uh, but 4's the one everyone keeps recommending to me on the PS2, so I'll give it some time a day, uh, probably some point after. But there's also a couple uh, Force motorsport games I want to go back and revisit because Because I had an Xbox, I was a Forza Motorsport kid, and I didn't actually get into Horizon until a couple weeks before 5 came out, Um, but I was always a Motorsport kid, so trying to get into Gran Turismo was a bit of a weird experience for me, a bit of uncanny valley a little bit, Um, but I I found my way around it, but yeah, Forza 1 I should apparently spend a lot of time with, so I might do just that uh, once I've finished 7 that is. Uh, What else have we got? as well down in the chat room uh we've got one from masha kosher who's saying i don't recall saying what I've been playing, so I've been playing Arceus, I'm guessing that's Pokemon Legends Arceus, not uh, <laughs> not Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, you know, as lurry is gonna probably point out, uh, she's typing now, okay, it wasn't, uh, but <laughs> they could've been close. We Ar- Ar- Arceus, that's another one I'll be talking about in a second, Dark Souls 3, oh, man, me playing Dark Souls would be a travesty, <laughs> no one should watch that ever. Um, uh, Larry says, "Humble of a, bun- a racing sim bundle at the moment. My brother gave me a spare a Seto Corsa Ultimate Edition key from it earlier. Could you actually link that to me, Larry? I have a Seto Corsa. I know that's not how you say it. Um, I never play it. I don't think I ever have played it since I've owning it." Uh, someone at work or, or my old job recommended it to me. He was really into sim races. Actually, a couple of them were. So I got it off that recommendation. But I never got a uh, compass yawning or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, I, I I don't I don't do trans. I don't do I don't do translations and I don't do pronunciations. That's something people familiar with me should be very apparent. <laughs> no, it should know very clearly by now. Uh, I struggle with words. I struggle with words anyway, man. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> oh, people have a fun time bullying me with that down in the chat room if you've never heard my stuff before. Um, <laughs> I, I, I struggle, damn it. But, uh, yeah. That. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have a look. But Jamie says I've been playing Wolfenstein The New Order, one of the best FPS games I've played. I need to spend more time with that one, along with the new Dooms. I have Dooms 2016. That was one of my first PS4 games. Should have mentioned that. And I got a turn all the deck came out. Uh, but I don't know. I just. I, I, I click with them. I'm just not good at FPS games. But I do want to play all of those collectively. And you know, they have good music, so once again, perfect candidate for this game! Aseto 1, uh, mod community is incredible. I've heard about this, Carl. Said co workers were telling me about drifting around as buses or something. I'm like, that sounds hilarious. I, I need to get amongst it, and then I never did. <laughs> but I'll do it one day, I swear. But yeah, um. Keep telling me what you've been playing if you've still got some more stuff you want to talk about. But otherwise, I, I should probably get a move on, get a wriggle on it and tell you what I've been playing. So, there's three games coming up here. I already mentioned Gran Turismo 7. Uh, the soundtrack's interesting. I only have the soundtrack sampler here. And aside from this one track, <laughs> it's not very good. Mm. There, there's some actual good songs in the game. But unfortunately, I was like, yeah, let's, let's not put this on the sampler that gives people a taster of what this OST is all about. They just... I I don't know, I don't know what they were thinking, but this one's quite alright, it's got kind of an indie rock vibe to it, but the other ones, I don't even know how you'd describe them, just... A SoundCloud rapper probably is the closest I think I could get. (laughs) The production value is not the best, um, but Grad Forza 7's a great game, just the OST sampler doesn't necessarily reflect that, but that's been syncing all of my gaming time for the last two weeks. Got that upgraded to the PS5 version once I got home from my girlfriend's house, that was on Sunday. I've been really enjoying it as a result. Not having 30 second loads when I want to go back out and tune my car has been super nice. Uh, Although The adaptive triggers on that game, uh, I I know the Gran Turismo team just love their realism, but the triggers, it's like pressing on concrete, I swear they don't move until you apply so much pressure you feel like you're going to break your finger. You can turn that down, but it doesn't help massively, just a little bit. Or you can just turn it off, which is just what I ended up doing in the end. I just got kind of sick of that, I it's like, yeah, it's realistic. realism doesn't always make for good games. You know, My the, the strength in my feet, as if I'd be driving a car, is unsurprisingly a lot greater than the strength of a singular index finger, you know? But whatever, it's fine. Um, but the game's been really great. Aside from that, Pokemon Legends Arceus, I did mention. It's been a little bit since Legends Arceus. I I had to wait a couple days when the game came out because I was once getting away from home uh, where my copy was getting shipped to so I couldn't quite experience it day one but a couple days later I borrowed my girlfriend's cartridge and then I sunk into it on my own and I only got like two three hours in but it's a game I am desperate to spend more time with. I did really like what I played uh, I would like to get to the end of it because it looks like a bangin' game so far, it deserves all the hype it's uh, had surrounding it and all the good praise and reviews, so I just gotta hope that, you know, Gen 9 is good, but I, I don't know, <laughs> that's a whole different rabbit hole, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But Pokemon Legends Arceus is a really good game, uh, I'm gonna be playing you for a song from it which I'm definitely nowhere near in the story, I'm sure some people might consider it spoilers. So. You know, don't look at the song name or don't listen to me read it out again after the song's done. You have been warned. I don't think it's that bad, though. Nothing like... I, you know, not having played it myself, I I didn't read that and go, Oh my god, how shocking. Um, it, it was kind of expected. <laughs> um, and also what I've been playing recently, because it recently dropped on Switch Online. Uh, Switch Online, sorry, on the N64 section. No, it's not F-Zero X, it's uh, Banjo-Kazooie. And of course, to celebrate the fact that it just dropped on Switch Online the N64 selection, I'm playing it on the Xbox. I, I, I'm sorry, right? Nostalgia is the only reason people go back to the N64 version. I have it on an actual console, I've played it on emulator. The refinements on the 360 version, you know, especially not losing the notes every time you die, it's so nice. I get it, if you're comfy with the game, then yeah, you might as well just play the N64 version, but if you're playing it for the first time, don't listen to people, just, if you've got an Xbox, it's on Game Pass, it's on Rare Replay, which is like £4 on disc, just, just, just play it on there, (laughs) please, like I said, the quality of life improvements for a first time player are just so much greater, yeah, the widescreen, yeah, it, What I don't know what people say it, it impacts the original feeling, I don't think it does. But yeah, the textures are a little bit smeary, which I don't like about it. But it's like, just the quality of life changes are so much better. It makes the game less of a pain and actually more enjoyable. Just, just play it on the Xbox. I've had it there for years, but I, it's one of those games I just chip away at uh, every now and then. Um, it's a track that I actually wasn't familiar with, because I never got far enough in the game to appreciate it. But I was also watching someone stream it the other day, which added to me wanted to replay it again. I say replay it once again. Never finished it. <laughs> but I heard them, and I had them listen to this track, because uh, this this level's a very long level, especially you know with those limitations. The N64 version, as a result, I got to hear this one a lot, and it's a high-key banger. Let's get into it, shall we? From Banjo-Kazooie, the... I think this is actually from the N64 version. From memory, they ever so slightly tweak the tracks in the 360 version. I know people, including Grunk Kirkhope, didn't like that. I'm pretty sure this is from the free, uh, sorry, from the N64 version regardless, but you know, it's still a game I've been playing as of recent, so therefore it's in the list. So we've got a track from Banjo, then a track from Gran Turismo 7, and ending things off of a track from Pokemon Legends Arceus. Let's get into it! This is Viper's VGM chair, kicking things off and ending things off as well with great tunes such as these. It's almost like I'm playing them the entire show round. I don't know what that means, but you know, we're just playing a lot of good music, that's, that's what I'm getting at. Just enjoy it, let, let the music speak for itself. I know I'm meant to be the host, but sometimes just just let the music speak. Please, stop letting me speak, it, it's probably for the best. Vipers VGM Sure, only on the KNGI network. I, I might have accidentally slipped up and said the wrong names once or twice here. But you know, it's the learning process, right? It's been a long time since I've done stuff elsewhere, so... The one benefit that though is you do get to listen to a lot of music you'd never otherwise hear uh, underneath my dulcet tones, as I'm told. Apparently the dulcet, the um, dull, certainly sultry, apparently possibly uh, the frosty bucket bay, Just here it is.
0: Looking for more? Go to our website at kngi.org.
1: there we go, that brings us to the end of today's vgm chair. we just heard there was a track from Pokemon Legends Arceus, and hey spoiler warnings, I'm gonna read out the title, so maybe take your headphones out for the next 30 seconds. You have been warned. That was Battle, uh, the Olga's origin form, and you know technically by that logic it was also, I never know how to say Palkia's origin form, Palkia, that's it, um, origin form as well there. Um, course, a very big story spoiler, unsurprisingly, and uh, I was told that in the chat, uh, Pervis says, oh hey, this actually kind of is a spoiler, neat though, if only someone had mentioned that before it played, you know, <laughs> if only, hey, yeah, that would have been convenient. Um, before that, from Grad to Reson 7, that was Life's Coming in Slow, a track which chat mentioned, oh god, was from Nothing But Thieves, which I feel like I should know. I like that a lot, so I'm going to have to check out some more Nothing But Thieves, but anyway, apparently I also did a song for Forza Horizon 5, uh, which Resident SD correctly points out is very Fence city. You know, if, uh, I was gonna say if Nintendo wanna do a realistic racing game, um, it's not realistic, it's far from it. Um, but, you know, Nintendo could stick some stuff in, uh, *Cruising Cruisin' Bloss if they so wanted to, just to, just to even out once more. Once again, nothing like a bit of fence sitting, eh? Uh, but that was a great tune, and Carl also mentioned the only track he actually likes from the soundtrack sampler. Glad it's not just me. <laughs> some of them started off so promising, and they just quickly went so sour, I couldn't believe it, but... The actual game has the great songs, uh, just not that simple, it, it's not a good representation of what you're in for in the game's OST, but hey, anyway, the decision, not mine. I bought that from Badger kazooie a track which I got some flak for from Jamie, of course it's from Jamie, um, saying, not the track itself, but for saying that you shouldn't play the N64 version, but that was Rusty Bucket Bay. Now my, my logic is, the quality of life improvements are good. A Nintendo logo being on the opening screen doesn't make it better like a lot of fans would have you believe. Um, and plus, like I said, the stop and swap feature actually works in the Xbox version. It's the only Rare game where the functionality is still there on the N64, but uh, it got scrapped. I don't know how it got leaked, but the letter from Nintendo of America asking Rare to remove it did get leaked sometime recently. It might have been through the Giga leak, it might not have been. Yeah, it confirmed all the rumors that people already knew, which was um, that it was due to the fact that later revisions to the N64, the RAM cleared much quicker, meaning that there was actually no time to do the stop and swap. On top of that, they were worried about possible power voltage spikes that would kill people's consoles. So they're like, can you please take this out? They're like, oh, but it's already still in Banjo-Kazooie. We'll just take it out of other games. And they did. Um, but the is still there. Something could, in theory, still unlock it. Um, just no one's ever really put the time and effort into that, from what I can tell. Uh, but it's there in the Xbox version. So, once again, another point to cap Xbox. There we go. Yes. So, thank you ever so much to everyone who's joined me over the last two and a bit hours. We've had some great people down in the chat. Thank you for keeping me company. But we've got Jamie64326. We've got Resident SD Pocket Aleri. Master Kosher. We've also got It's Purvis. We've had the main man, Carl JCRB himself. Some other people, I'm sure. Uh, Must have been here earlier, but kind of dipped in and out. And that's just how it goes, you know? I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, but I got no rundown bot to help me here. I need fruit is irrelevant in this land. He cannot help me now. So I, Once again, for the people who are, who are new to my shows, that's a feature we have on Radio Sega. A bot that tells you. Everyone who's been chatting in the Discord, it is very handy. Uh, oh, we had we had Gyro. Uh, I'm sure that's not how you say Gyro, but you know, once again, the pronunciation thing's not my strong suit. <laughs> so thank you ever so much to everyone who's been tuned in. Uh, it's been great to hang out with you all in a slightly different sense. Talk about different things, listen some more varied things and just generally have a fun time with you all. Like I say, the main goal of Vipers VGM Amateur is to be a bit more chilled out, a bit less scripted and planned. Uh, then you find us on Pick and Mix, um, so it'll just be nice to be, you know, have have some cosy fun and um, play some great tunes for you all. It was mentioned in the chat when our requests open in, you can get your requests in for next time's episode now. So anything you'd like to hear, do DM me on Discord. I'm GreenVibrate hashtag six three eight three, or jump in to kngi.org forward slash Discord, private message me anything you want to hear on the next show. It'll be a bit of a rammed one anyway because. Well, depending on when it comes out, we've definitely got the Mario Kart DLC to talk about, and there'll be some great music in there, providing they do actually make new music for it. I'm really hoping they do. it would be a wasted opportunity not to. Um, But there's that coming up. We potentially might even have Kirby out by that point, depending on how long I take to get to the real thing. That's not quite announced yet, but we will get there. Um... And I'm sure there'll be plenty of other songs. There are quite a few that I did cut from this show that we'll have some good time for in the next show as well. But we'll also have some requests. So be sure to let me know what you want and I'll try my best to slot it in the show next time around. Uh, I have mentioned that I am Green that uh, That's unsurprising, uh, <laughs> considering. But you can catch me on the radio on RadioSega.net as mentioned at the top of the show I host a show called Pick and Mix focusing on the weird side of Sega and its music and well our own station history in general Fridays at 7pm UK that's whatever that translates to in your time because daylight savings are weird right now Um, but go ahead and listen to that and it's also on all podcasts Catches. I think it's even still on Spotify, even though Spotify won't list our stuff anymore. <laughs> but regardless, uh, you can go ahead and listen to that one. Outside of that, here on the KNGI Network, let's go ahead and tell you what's coming up next. So the main live show will be, of course, with the main man, Cole JCRB, Nitro Game Injection. That is Fridays at 8 p.m. Uh, I, 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 that's kind of confusing. this show schedule is a little bit off. Uh, see, I see. I'm pretty sure it should be seven, right? Like, I don't know. Oh, that, it, it's it's tough. It's tough trying to time zone in general. I have to convert to American times quite a lot, but now with it being weird because we've not gone over to Daylight Savings, but they have, it's just that weird overlap period where I don't quite know where I stand, but regardless, uh, I can't even guess. It's not at 7pm. EST. I'm hoping it's at 7pm EDT. It's Nitro like Graeme Injection with J C L B. On top of that, uh, we've also got other shows here on the network, such as various Auto DJ and Reruns. Uh, you can go ahead and find them, I'm going to say, over at kngi.org forward slash schedule. It's easier than me trying to decode that mess right now. The, uh, not, not the mess. It, it's a good podcast schedule. Am <laughs> I getting myself in trouble already? No, it's a good schedule, just... Time zones, man. How do they work? Who knows? <laughs> but go ahead and catch it over there. Once they're a bit more on track, I will read it to you properly, but... I, uh, no, <laughs> it's it's 12pm. I've still got a podcast doing it. I, I I don't want to show myself up on this show right now, but there's a lot of stuff going on over there. And Like I say, you can catch me on Fridays on RadioSega.net as well. Uh, like I say, give it a few weeks and this will be becoming a full show, but I would also like to know your feedback, so be sure to message me uh, in any feedback you have. I'm aware this has been a very talky show tonight, that won't always be the aim, however, I just had a lot to cover. And Like I say, it's just nice to have a chat, and especially to old friends and new people as well. I took advantage of the opportunity, but naturally my shows are quite chatty, that's just how I am as a host, so you yeah. know, hopefully that makes a nice change from uh, Notre Game Injection, which is all about the music, at least mostly about the music. Once again, I, I should stop talking <laughs> before I offend everyone on this station, it's just what I do, man, it's just what I do. Um, but yes, um, do give me your feedback on how the show went, I'd, I'd love to know, um, but... I am totally open to that sort of thing before the show launches proper, but the format will probably change between now and then anyway, because one hour show we've been going for about an hour or two hours and fifteen minutes so far, so the entire subject matters, um, gonna be different when it rolls around as well, but it's been nice to celebrate KNGI's 19th anniversary of you all, that was yesterday, happy birthday to the KNGI network. Um, yeah, all of our Radio Sega peeps complaining that it was the 12th anniversary of live shows yesterday and the 16th anniversary of the site, technically, it was kinda today, but I, I say it's the 21st, the 21st is actually the more date accurate date, as far as I can tell, according to the Wayback Machine, but some people celebrate as the 16th, so it was technically our birthday today, <laughs> but you know. Uh, KNGI's birthday—it's older. The point was I was trying to get at, so you don't really have a leg to stand on in feeling old. So you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, Podcast will be up as shortly as possible. I just need to figure out how the back end of this website works. Surprisingly, more sophisticated than ours. Who would have thought it? So I've got to—I got to spend a little bit of time figuring out how that works. But I'll try and get it out as soon as possible. And. I don't know how it's going to work for now. It might be that it gets its own feed immediately, or I might just ask to sling it on the All Shows feed, which does exist for uh, KNGI. Otherwise, I might try and get something set up tonight for the actual show. Who knows? But regardless, there will be something. Just check kngi.org and I'll get something up for you as soon as possible. Um, yeah, outside of that, you know, feel free to request, etc. Feel free to follow me over to other places. That's, that's pretty much it. Thank you once again, all. It will be amazing to be sat here with you on... Um, uh, what's, what's the word? It will be amazing to sit here with you every week talking all things gaming. We, we do be hashtag gamers here. But give it a few weeks, um keep listening back to the podcast keep listening to my other show in the meantime and we'll make it as great as possible when episode one launches proper we'll have we've got a logo at the moment as you've probably seen on the twitter feed which by the way at vipers uh, if you want to get future updates on the show that and the kngi discord is the best place to go um but otherwise uh yeah there are two places you want to go for announcements anyway what was I saying? Oh, this, I'm, I'm tired, man. <laughs> leave it out! But... I, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> well, that's another thing. I just get into laughing bits on my show. That's just, that's just what I do. Um... <laughs> I
2: don't know. <laughs> with
1: that in mind, thank you ever so much for listening. I'm going to leave you with one more track from Deltarune now. I, th- that thought's never going to come back to me. If I was saying something useful, it's gone. Just ask me on Twitter and I might remember it, but <laughs> thank you. Album track from Delta specifically Chapter 1. I suddenly went really Essex there and just failed to pronounce most of the letters in that word. Delta, Rune, Chapter 1. I've heard Chapter 1's IST over 2, to be honest, but both games are very important to me. I love them a lot. Uh, as people close to me will know by now, um, but Chapter 1's IST takes the cake for me. So many good songs of a variety of different genres and instrumentation, etc. I thought this one would be a nice way to end the show—a nice, quiet, and chill one. Um, But I do appear to have just lost my mind uh, and started laughing maniacally. So maybe maybe, it's—maniacally—I, maybe it's not as calming as I thought. But. It'll be a nice way to soothe you back into the auto DJ. Thank you once again for listening. I've been Green Vaporate. Follow me on all the socials and follow the Vipers VGMture social to know what's going on with the show. But I cannot wait to launch the thing proper. It will be lovely to spend my Wednesday evenings with you all. But I've got to go now, unfortunately. I'll roll you into some Scarlet Forest. But thanks all for listening. Catch you soon. And I'm looking forward for you all joining me on my ever so special, ever so grand VGMture. (音楽) Thank you.
0: This is the KNGI Network.